Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DNA Football Talk podcast. I am one of the hosts. My name is David. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Anthony. Anthony, how are we doing today? Oh, I'm always doing good, man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling real good, man. We actually had some <laughs> NFL football last night, and I'm excited to talk about this game, man. I I, I told you the Buffalo Bills were going to do something, man. <laughs> I knew that they were going to come off hot, but I didn't know that they were going to do all what they did last night. My goodness. <laughs> I think their defense – their defense impressed me more than anything, man. That was that, that defense, was man, was something else last night. I don't think the Rams knew what happened. I mean, they had that electric energy. They had the rock just announcing, just kicking us off to start the NFL season. They had the banner drop. They had the video. They had the hype. Odell Beckham was back in the place. The 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 crowd, the electricity was just there. And then man, that that got unplugged real quick. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen was just like, Hey, just remember, we're a team this year. <laughs> yeah, it was a game until about the third quarter because it was it was all tied up going into half and then Oh, the Bills just took off from there. <laughs> they really did. But you know what, man? Really watching the game last night, I've never felt that the Rams were in control. I know that the Buffalo Bills had a couple of turnovers there in in the game, but it never felt like they were in control. Von Miller got a sack. I feel like I want to say that it was on the first drive of the game. And so he just made his presence felt against his old team. And it's like, man, I mean, like, they were on point last night. Yeah, and the Rams just never felt in sync, I guess. They, they looked sloppy. Both, both sides initially looked sloppy. But then you get down to what the Rams were doing with the blown coverages and just everything, man. It didn't look good. <laughs> it did not. It really didn't. So I'm going to break down some stats for us. Josh Allen, man. Josh Allen, 26 of 31, 297 yards. Three touchdowns. He did throw those two interceptions, but it really honestly did not matter. And then you have 10 carries for 56 yards and one touchdown. So the Bills, I mean, man, Josh Allen just looked good. Oh, definitely. Yeah, Josh Allen looked – he looked like he was already in that almost MVP form. Like he he looked like – that. like that Bills team is just starving for a chip right now, and they and they showed it. Oh yeah, man! And you want to talk about that Bills defense? They create, they forced four turnovers and got Matthew Stafford on the ground seven different times. And it's really not surprising when the Rams' offensive line—they lost some key pieces. They're kind of banged up, and they took full advantage. It, if anything, it looked like their D tackles were getting more pressure than their edge rushers. Yeah, up the middle. No, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, when you the Bills just rushed four guys yesterday, and when you can get pressure with just your front four and allow and allow your your cover guys to sit back and do their thing against the against the you know wide receivers and running backs and tight ends, it causes a problem for an offense, and that's exactly what happened. Speaking of the problem on the offense, Matthew Stafford did not have a great game. 29 of 41, 240 yards, one interception and three or one touchdown and three interceptions. And the big question mark for this was where was Cam Akers? Yeah, I 
just to briefly touch on it, I did start him in fantasy, and I, I really that was rough. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, three carries, no yards. If anything, it looked like he kind of got just negative yards because every time he touched the ball, they were like, "Oh, yep, they're running the ball," and they just stuffed him behind the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> yeah, and on he was only out there for 18 percent of this of the offensive snaps. He was not on the field a whole lot. Darrell Henderson, he actually got um, the the majority of the, the the carries. He ended up with 13 carries for only 47 yards, but he did have five catches for 26. So they didn't not they they, they used him in the passing game as well. And Sean McVay, after the game, was asked about Cam Akers. He was, hey, what what's going on? Why why isn't Cam Akers out there? Everyone felt as if he was going to be RB one. And his response was, we just didn't get in an offensive rhythm. But my thing is, is if he's your RB1, shouldn't he help you get in that rhythm? Yeah, he should be the one setting the tone. Like, the like first play of the game on offense, they came out with Henderson, and then, then they never really switched him out. Like, No, like I said, uh, only 18%, man. That's, a, that's, a, that's not a lot, man. That's mm-hmm. not a lot. Especially in that – in the first half, I think you only got one snap on the field. Like, Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I know that he's coming off of a, an injury, and he didn't play anything in the regular season because of some tissue injuries that he was dealing with. But So I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if Sean McVay was just being – you know, a good coach as he is and just, you know, kind of covering up the, the health of his players. Um, I, I don't know what's going on, but – all eyes are going to be on the the Rams offense next next week and to see if Cam Akers is out there. One thing is for show though, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, they haven't missed a single beat. They haven't no. missed like 13 catches for Cooper Cup, 128 yards and one touchdown. And the guy I felt like every time Matthew Stafford dropped back, he threw it to him. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup it, it, that's how you know you have a great player on your team even when when you're not playing well and your star star players are still able to perform at that level, you, yeah, that's how you know you got something. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, Cup did, definitely did his thing out there. Matthew Stafford did. He looked shaky, but I mean, you get sacked seven times. I mean, you're gonna throw some passes that just don't look good. Um, I mean, but there were some really ugly interceptions yesterday from him. You know, everyone's talking about Cam Akers. Everyone wants to talk about Cam Akers in the absence of Cam Akers. You had him starting in your fantasy lineup along with millions of others probably last night. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, thanks to his great effort and the numerous amount of points that he put up, I'm sure you'll win this week in fantasy. But my biggest thing was Allen Robinson, man. I had such high hopes for this guy coming into this offense he's a great wide receiver he's never been on a great football team he's never had a great quarterback and i thought that because he has cooper cup on the other side of him man he should get some looks but on 47 routes he only got two targets and only one of them was caught for 12 yards yeah and the last one wasn't that didn't mean anything. The game was already out of hand, and they're just like, oh, whatever. Like, just yeah, D hops down there somewhere, kind yeah. of. I mean, it, it just—I don't know what was going on. Cooper Cup was the main target last night, which I can understand. Maybe that's why, you know, because they they felt like they weren't getting into the rhythm, as Sean McVay said. Maybe that's why 
they just kept targeting cups, just kind of go to old reliable. But I mean, come on, man. Like you got, you got weapons out there. I mean, Cam Akers is, is a great running back. Allen Robinson, he's a great wide receiver. You got, you know, I, I know that you got Tyler Higby and, um, you know, obviously then Cooper cup, but come on, man, like do something. Don't, don't just, don't just look at one guy the entire game and expect a different outcome. I mean, come on. Sean McVay is better than that. I feel like. Yeah. And Everybody wanted to talk about the Bengals having a Super Bowl hangover. What about the Rams? What if, what if they just come out and and just they don't have a good year? Like what if, what if this is a a tell for what is to come? I don't I don't know, but we'll have to I see. mean, the fact that they had what was it? Four turnovers yesterday. Yeah. They created four turnovers yesterday and in those four turnovers they only got 10 points total and that was mm-hmm. only in the first half. I mean, they just did not look good. If if this is a sign of how the season is going to go for the Los Angeles Rams, it's going to be a long year for those guys. Yeah, but I, I, you got to think about it at the same time. As like, they, they could have a bad year. That is very well possible. But maybe we, we pump the brakes and give give Sean McVay some, some time to work with the offense, you know, tweak yeah. some things, you know. He, I feel like he's a good enough coach where he'll he'll right the ship in a sense. Yeah, no, I. Everyone wants. I mean, everyone wants to make their Super Bowl predictions. I mean, I, I saw all over Twitter last night. Bill Super Bowl, Bill Super Bowl. Told you, Bill Super Bowl, Bill Super Bowl. And it's like, yes, they looked very good last night. Yes, they are the AFC team as the favorites going to, to, to go to the Super Bowl this year. And then it's obviously it's, it's against Tampa's from what I've been seeing a lot. And that's just because it's probably Brady's last year, you know, he retired, then he unretired. I mean, everyone wants to claim that they make this a great case. Here's my thing to all of those people. If the bills make it to the Super Bowl, you didn't make some bold prediction. They're a good team. And they showed it last night. They're a well-built team. They're hungry. And Josh Allen played with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder last night, I felt like. I mean, the guy was the guy was doing his thing. He made some throws yesterday. Man, you know, I'm about to talk about a touchy subject, but I'm going to make the comparison anyway. Josh Allen last night and some of his throws and some of the releases that he had last night Looked a lot like Aaron Rodgers. He was quick. He was deadly accurate. And man, I mean, that ball came out quick. He knew exactly where he was going. I mean, this guy has really, really come along in the in, in the NFL. He knows how to read defenses. He commands that team. He has the respect for of everyone on that team. He, I mean, Bill's Mafia loves him. I mean, he is truly... Uh, a guy who, man, he made, I mean, he made a big jump from year one to year three. But now that he's in year four, I mean, this guy is going to be something special. And I'm here to watch it, man. I'm not going to disagree, but I, I am going to disagree with your Aaron Rodgers statement just because I am a Packers fan and I feel obligated to say this. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what do you mean? What is wrong with me? The guy, the guy, man, he's he he 
He made he made plays with his feet, and this is this isn't a knock on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to knock on Aaron Rodgers. I would have made the comparison to Tom Brady, but Tom Brady can't run like Josh Allen ran last night. That's just the fact. And I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Brady fan. I I respect Brady. I respect Rodgers. They're good quarterbacks. I'm talking about a young quarterback who is finding himself in this league, and we really saw it last night. Those some of those throws, I mean, there was one throw, and it was only like a, a six or seven yard throw, but he threw it in a window and in a time space where there was three defenders around this guy, and he had to throw his receiver back shouldered and, and turn his receiver around to get him one to protect the football and not get it intercepted, but two to protect his wide receiver. I mean, this guy really really knows what he's doing now. And not to say that he did it before and not to say that all quarterbacks don't know what they're doing. Cause at the end of the day, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you're, you're good enough to know what you're doing. But I mean, this guy looked good last night, man. Like Josh Allen really showed some stuff last night against a defense that shouldn't be slept on. I think that a lot of people are going to want to ride this wave of the Rams getting beat up last night. I don't know. I, I called it. I called it in the off season. I'm pretty sure I said it on on a previous episode. This opening game, I said it. The Rams, they feel confident of last year. Maybe they get a little sluggish or anything else like that, but they tasted victory. They got the Lombardi Trophy. Josh Allen now has been two years where he has been in the in in, in the grasp of the Lombardi, of just in the Super Bowl. And it's been taken away from him on some heartbreaking moments. And, you know, a coin toss. You know, so, I mean, this team is coming hungry. And they said, you know what, man? We got opening night against the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, we're going to show you who the Super Bowl champs are by beating them into the dirt. I I knew that this game was going to come. But don't sleep on the Rams. That defense is good. Aaron Donald was making those guards work last night. I mean, that guy was coming through that line almost every single play. Aaron Donald is staring Aaron Donald. And you want to talk about Jalen Ramsey. I get it. You know, he had a perfect passer rating against him. He let off some big plays. He he let off, you know, I think it was like 126 yards or something like that and two touchdowns. I Look, I understand. He had a bad game. But don't think that Jalen Ramsey is going to be that every week. It's not going to happen, you know? You got Bobby Wagner in, in that in that defense now, and he made some plays last night. You still have Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey. Don't everyone, you know what? Go ahead. Sleep on the Rams. But I promise you this. I'm looking at the Rams, and this is going to be a disrespect to you and your Packers, but I'm looking at the Rams as the biggest obstacle between my Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Super Bowl. Yeah, and to be honest, they looked a lot like – how my Packers came out last season where they probably walked in there like, man, we're going to show these guys, we're going to walk up and down the field. And they got smacked in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They got, and, they got a taste of reality. I'm telling you, man, the Buffalo bills are going to be on a new, they're going to be an absolute wagon this season. Oh, for sure. And I, to bring it back to, the comparison to the Packers last year, I feel like they're going to do the same thing they did. It just, you know, right the ship, you know, we, 
who knows they they could go on and win the next six seven games and we we completely forget about week one yeah and that's all it takes you know the the nfl is a what have you done for me lately kind of league and so i i get it you know as of right now the rams they look like the worst team in the nfl right now (laughs) but we haven't we haven't seen any other teams play a full game all the way you know here now there are some question marks we touched on it with cam makers and Allen robinson what's going to come but I'm sure that those guys will, will come about. I mean, hopefully for a lot of fantasy owners, those guys come about. But, I mean, even outside of that, I mean, there's no way that Coop – I mean, well, maybe. I mean, it is Cooper Cup. I mean, the guy is very special. That that touchdown that he made yesterday was unreal. I mean, the guy had three – he tapped his foot three times in the back of the end zone and in like a six-inch space. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Like, what is that? But, I mean, yeah, don't – don't sleep on the Rams. The Rams are still going to be the Rams. But at at this point right now, the Bills are the heavyweights of the NFL. They're, they're going to be a tough team to face. They're going to be a tough team to beat. And I'm really not probably looking forward to it when, when, the, when the Bucks and the Bills cross paths. And that might be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, my Packers play them in the regular season in Buffalo, so that might be a... That that's gonna be, be a tough game. That's gonna now be a the, tough game. Now the only the, the only advantage, and it's not really an advantage, but it is a, a help, is that you guys are from Green Bay. You guys are used to the cold weather. I'm not sure when that game is, but if it's in a colder weather month, I know that Buffalo Buffalo has some inclement weather, you know, that that goes on. But you know, I mean, luckily y'all are in Green Bay, y'all are in Wisconsin, so you guys should be good and you guys should be used to that. But let's talk about some other games to watch this week. And I'm, I mean, we got a full slate of games starting on Sunday. You guys are listening to this on Saturday, by the way, welcome to the new schedule Saturdays, every Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern standard time. And every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern standard time. We can, we want to just continue to bring you content. We just want to continue to bring you entertainment. And uh, we appreciate all the support and the love that we've gotten over the last several months. We appreciate you guys riding with us through the dry season. And But now that we're here in the regular season, we're here to bring you guys entertainment. We're here to bring you guys just some good old-fashioned football talk. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. But we got a, good, we got a full slate of games starting you know, on Sunday. And then we got you know Monday night game. And you know to kind of wrap up the the year, but we got some we got some revenge games this 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 weekend, man. And let's start with it: Baker Mayfield versus the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, if if there's anybody outside of Josh Allen who has a chip on their shoulder, it's Baker Mayfield. Like the the guy watched his replacement walk into the building while he was still on the team, and the team refused to trade him up until the last second. And then he goes to Carolina, which is been a bottom end kind of team is because McCaffrey's notorious for getting hurt. They had Sam Darnold at quarterback. There was not a, not a very complete football team. Right. So, so when he said, I don't know if you heard what he said, but he he said, he's going to walk, walk in there and he said, he's going to F him up. (laughs) He did. I mean, and he did, and I I mean, do you do you expect any other response from Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield has always kind of been the chippy kind of guy. He's always been the guy who 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 runs his mouth. And sometimes he backs it up and other times he, he doesn't back it up, you know. So you never really know what kind of Baker Mayfield you're gonna get. But I think going into Cleveland, 
with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback for the for the Browns. Yeah, I, I think I I want to put it past Baker to go in there and, and slap him in the mouth, man. But it is gonna be it is gonna be a lot on what the defense does too on both sides of the ball. So you you never know. No, exactly. And what I'm looking for is is the defense because they do they do have on paper a pretty solid defense. They they have Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn, who's looking to make a nice jump this year, and Brian Burns and some other guys. There, it's just they they have a pretty solid defense. I would say it's not like above average, but it's pretty solid. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can't. You also on the on the Brown side of the defense, you can't forget, man. You got one of the best pass rushers in the league at Miles Garrett, and I'm sure that he is finally happy to see Baker Mayfield without that red jersey on. And man, he's probably going to eat. He's probably going to get Baker Mayfield sacked a couple of times. I would say. Do we see a Mason Rudolph uh, situation? With oh my game? gosh! No, man. No, I don't. Wanna... <laughs> Let's hope not, man. No helmets. No helmets. Come on, keep the helmets on. Keep you the helmets see, on. You might take some inspiration from Aaron Donald and just start swinging two helmets around. <laughs> just, you know what, Ma? You know what, Baker? There's been a lot of times where I've been wanting to do this, and I finally get my chance. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I don't foresee that happening. I think that that was kind of a, a one-time moment for Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has always kind of been – a cool collective kind of guy. Now he is an animal on the field, but at the end of the day, he's, I mean, the guy likes poetry. I mean, like that's like his like therapy kind of like, so, I mean, he obviously has a sound mind. I don't foresee another Mason Rudolph incident happening. Um, Let's hope so for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, man, if if that happens, they're they're out Deshaun Watson for, you know, 11 weeks and then miles Garrett for probably at least a few weeks. So that's definitely not what the Cleveland Browns need. But it would also be more of a Cleveland Brown move, so you never know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, go on. Oh, we yeah, we don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen with this game because either I see I see two things happening. Either Baker is gonna go and just ball out with him and McCaffrey and DJ Moore and the likes of everybody else on that team. Or Cleveland's defense is going to step up and make their life a nightmare, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's going to be one or the two. Or it might be a balance of the both. You know how you can find out, though? Watch the game on Sunday. If it's available for you. Or if you have NFL Red Zone. Yeah. So, you know, there's options. Mm-hmm. But let's go. Let, let's move on. Let's move on to a game that probably not a lot of people have circled on their calendar. And it's the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Washington Commanders. Yeah, we got Doug Peterson against his former quarterback, Carson Wentz, who are now both on different teams. And now they're going to be facing off against each other for the first time. So it's going to be interesting to see what both teams can do. Because is Carson Wentz going to have a bounce back year from Indianapolis? We, we don't we don't know. We haven't heard very good things about him from camp and, and the likes of that. But... I don't know. I feel like I have more faith in Jacksonville this game. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like Doug Peterson. Well, one, I just feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars have a better. Gosh, man, this is going to be hard to say. 
But the Jacksonville Jaguars, I feel like, you just have a better team. Yeah, they have I, a more complete team. Now, there's a lot more balance to that team. Yeah, and I really don't trust Carson Wentz. I feel like a lot of people are going to be shocked with how good the Indianapolis Colts are now that they actually have a good quarterback. Yeah, because for some reason, Carson Wentz, after his what was projected to be MVP year before he got hurt, yeah, he kind of just fell off a cliff. He did. He fell off a cliff, and, I mean, he never climbed back up. Uh, he tried, but on his way up, he sprained two ankles. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you just <laughs> you just don't know what you're going to get from Carson Wentz. I feel like he's like a, a, a reincarnation of Jameis Winston. He can make really good throws. He can make big plays, but he's going to make also good plays for the defense. He's going to throw interceptions. He's going to fumble the ball. He's going to take unnecessary sacks. And, you know, there's just all these different factors. You never know what you're going to get from Carson Wentz. And I just don't think he's, he's a guy. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. And you put him into a franchise like the Washington Commanders. I mean, you put him in an elite franchise in Indianapolis last year. Indianapolis Colts has a long history of being one of the most pristine NFL franchises around. And he didn't do anything. He did not do anything. They put him around a very good team with an almost MVP. Actually, no, with an MVP caliber running back. He has a good offensive line. He has an MVP caliber running back. The weapons... The, the wide receivers were questionable. We don't know what Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be yet. We haven't really seen too much out of him to say that he is going to be a true number one wide receiver in the NFL. But you have a great defense on the other side, and they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs because they, they can't beat a Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So now you – so ooh. Revenge game 2.0, Carson Wentz versus Jacksonville again. Mm-hmm. Wow, look at this, man, doubleheader with inside one game. <laughs> um, so, But now he's on the Washington Commanders, a team that has been in the headlines for the last couple of years and not for the good things, a team that has an owner that wants to be voted out by the NFL committee. You know, uh, a stadium that is falling apart because of their sewers that just their their sewer pipes breaking or their bleachers breaking, you know. Mm-hmm. And who do they have on offense? I mean, they got scary Terry. But outside of that, who do they have? I mean, Logan Thomas isn't a bad uh, tight end, but I mean, Antonio backs. I mean, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, but he's not been healthy. He's not been able to stay healthy. So who do they have? You know, it's just I don't see anybody and their defense. I mean, their defensive line is good. Don't get me wrong. But last year, everyone thought that the Washington commanders were going to have a top like five defense and they fell off. They did horrible last year. Now, granted, I think that they did have some injuries. But the Washington Commanders aren't an elite franchise. When you think of pristine franchises, when you think of franchises with a long history of winning, with great ownership, with great team, you know, with great players on their team, Washington just isn't it. Now they're a staple in the history of the NFL because of, you know, they've been around a very long time and they were really good, you know, at one point. Mm-hmm. But 
They're just not that anymore. They're in. They're really in a rebuilding phase. And then you bring in Carson Wentz to be your quarterback, to be your hero. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I, I don't see him as being more of a, more of a hero. But I see him as being more of a bridge quarterback. And then they're just kind of using him to get to the NFL draft and maybe draft a quarterback this year because I, I know this upcoming draft is going to be very quarterback heavy compared to last year. So did the Washington commanders take Carson once because they wanted to tank? Was that a strategic plan by them? Maybe Are they not smarter than we maybe, think. Maybe not tank, but at least not be completely terrible. Cause I, cause I wouldn't say Carson Wentz is go as far to say Carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's pretty, he, he is pretty mediocre. He's, but he's slightly below average. I'd say that, but he's definitely not the worst. No, so, I don't think he's the worst quarterback and I'm not trying to paint the picture that he is the worst quarterback in the NFL. But when I, I'll take Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mean, take Jacksonville at the end of the game. day, give me, give me Jacksonville with, their new weapons they have with ETN, James Robinson, Christian Kirk, who I really think is going to have a nice year this year because everybody wanted to bash his contract and whatnot. And I feel like he's got a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder because of that. So I don't know. I feel like Jacksonville is going to start to turn the corner this year. I hope they do. Cause I really like Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. He, he keeps, he keeps quiet. He stays to himself. He works hard. I, I feel like he he deserves better than this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Trevor Lawrence, and I really think that, you know, hopefully they can turn it around. Not saying that they'll make the playoffs, not saying anything like that, but hopefully they can turn it around. And Doug Peterson, not a horrible coach. I mean, he did win the Super Bowl, so, I mean, we got we got to give him that. Yeah. He took his backup quarterback to the Super Bowl and won it. I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. what you want me to tell you. <laughs> Against the Patriots, and yeah. they won in a shootout. You know, mm-hmm. like – it was uh, yeah. So I mean, he's got some credibility. He's got some resume. Um, yeah. So, but let's move on to the uh, to a little bit. I mean, we, we talked about a little bit of a rematch last year where Carson Wins could have or made it to the playoffs with the Indianapolis Colts if they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, if these two teams would have just tied, they would have both made the playoffs. But only one of them ended up making the playoffs, and that was the or. I almost said Oakland Raiders again. <laughs> Every episode, Las- man. <laughs> it's almost like a tradition at this point. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. They are playing uh, this week. And I think the Raiders are probably going to win again, honestly. I-, I like them a lot this year. Yeah, with J.C. Jackson being out for this game, I feel like Devontae Adams is just going to have a field day with that secondary. Now, Derwin James is no is no scrub. I'm not trying to say that, but as a whole, I don't think Bryce Callahan staying in front of Devonte Adams. Like. No, I don't put. I don't. I don't see that happening either. I don't see that happening either. And you have to think, okay, so you bring over Derwin James over the top to kind of help Bryce Callahan. Well, okay, you got Hunter Winfro on the other side, and then at tight end you got Darren Waller. So and you got Derek Carr throwing the ball, who isn't a bad quarterback. Yeah, and then you got to worry about Josh Jacobs in that backfield, and then I feel like they're going to really mix in the run a lot more this year with with Josh McDaniels as their head coach and his philosophy of establishing a strong run game. So 
Yeah. I feel yeah. like, like, uh, Devante is almost, uh, he, I wouldn't say he's the, the focal point in a sense of McDaniel's offense. I feel like it's going to start with the run game, maybe go off with some play action and then, then move into Renfro Waller and Devante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good game. Uh, I'm definitely excited to watch it. Again, I, I think the Raiders are just going to do their thing. I am excited to see what Justin Herbert and the, the the Chargers do this year. They definitely spend a lot of money in the offseason to get that defense where it is now, um, bringing in Khalil Mack and uh, J.C. J. Jackson, and then obviously securing Derwin James for the contract extension that they got. But I just feel like the Raiders are just going to be the better team in this game. But it is going to be a fun matchup. It is definitely one that I have circled that I want to watch. Let's go to the Monday night game. Hey, Broncos country. Let's ride. (laughs) Let's ride. All right. Yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson and the versus the Seattle Seahawks. Let's just say that. It's not the Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks. It is Russell Wilson versus the Seattle Seahawks. We had a game like this last year when it was Tom Brady versus the New England Patriots. It wasn't the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the New England Patriots, although that's what Tom Brady's going to say. And and this is what Russell Wilson is going to say. No, man, it's my team. Let's ride. You know, we, we ride together. You know, it's my team versus the Seattle Seahawks. It's just business. No, 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 no. Russell, we all know you want to beat. You want to win this game. We all know Tom Brady wanted to beat Bill Belichick. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, but <laughs> I feel like I feel like his situation was a little bit more uh, – it was a little bit different from Baker Mayfield's situation in the sense that his problem rooted with him and Pete Carroll not seeing eye to eye in the offense. Cause that that's when the whole let Russ cook thing was coming out where Pete Carroll wanted to focus on the running game and the defense. He didn't, he didn't want Russ to be Russ, you know? So I I feel like it's a little bit different, but at the same time, he's like, I'll, he wants to show Pete Carroll what he can do. Yeah. And he has a decent offensive line. He has good weapons around him. Not saying that DK and, you know, Tyler Lockett wasn't good weapons because they obviously were. But, I mean, come on, man. Russell Wilson is going to light the Seahawks up. I mean, they, they they don't have a defense at all. They don't have a defense at all. They lost Bobby Wagner. They've I mean, they've lost every guy that they've had in the past. The Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks are a completely new team from those, you know, just what? Eight years ago, seven years ago, you know, when, when, when they won the Super Bowl. So it's just not the same anymore. And Russell Wilson, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Denver Broncos this game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a no brainer. And you you know, with the Seahawks, I could see the writing on the wall with them. Like as soon as um you you remember Earl Thomas, like uh, giving everybody the bird as he was being carted off the field. Yeah, yeah, that's when I saw the writing on the wall of the, okay, it's starting to, it's starting to crumble. Uh, there, uh, that Legion of Boom is fall apart. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was there was no turning back, and it just shows that they had some issues behind closed doors that we just never 
never knew about, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and you also think, I mean, there was all those rumors when Tom Brady, when the Bucks won the Super Bowl two years ago and Russell Wilson was in the suite with uh, Mr. Goodell, Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. Yeah. It was almost as if you could see him go, now, wait a minute. Tom Brady just came to Tampa and won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I bet you I could <laughs> I could go to a team and win. Mm-hmm. And you probably figured, all right, if Peyton can do it, maybe I can do it. <laughs> like, Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they won the Super Bowl, though, this year. I don't know about that. They they they're in the they're in a very very strong AFC conference, and I see a lot of teams being a lot more a lot bigger of a headache, um, in the long run than the Denver Broncos. Yeah, because don't don't get me wrong, they have a nice secondary, good defensive front. The problem lies in some of the weapons that they have now. Granted, I, I take their weapons with a grain of salt because. They had Drew Locke throwing them the football. Now, with Jerry Judy having Russell Wilson throwing him the football, I feel like his numbers are going to go up. Portland Sutton's numbers are going to go up. Like, there's no, there's no going any further down from Drew Locke. I'm, I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's just the way it is. No. No, and there's there's a reason why Drew Locke isn't the starting quarterback in Seattle. Yeah, he couldn't beat out Geno Smith for the starting job. That should tell you something. Yeah, no. Geno Smith <laughs> Geno Smith is a starting quarterback in Seattle, and uh, Drew Locke couldn't make it done. And I just – I don't know, man. I just don't see it. I just don't see it happening. But it will be a fun game to watch. It's going to be Monday night. It's going to be great, you know, just watching, um, you know, that team. Just uh, It's going to be cool to see Russell Wilson – in a different uniform, playing against his former team. The media is going to eat it up, so let's just have fun with it. Yeah, just have fun with it, you know, because you, you don't expect a game like that to be competitive. But another game we have going on is uh, the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Yeah, and Tua is actually 3-0 and versus the New England Patriots. He has 456 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions over the duration of those three games. But on the flip side, Bill Belichick has never lost four games in a row against the same opponent. So who's going to win? I actually give it to Miami. I think Miami is going to I think Miami is going to start off a little bit stronger this year than most people think. Yeah, cuz Nobody really knows what they're going to do with Tyreek Hill because obviously he's the best deep threat receiver in the league. But at the same time, you can use him on gadget plays, jet sweeps, bubble screens, all kinds of stuff. Just get getting Tyreek the ball and letting him cook in open space. He could take it take it to the house almost every time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. As soon as Tyreek gets the ball in his hands, you never know what's going to happen. He can take it 80 yards for a touchdown. I mean, in just a, literally in a blink of an eye. 
So, and I don't feel like the Patriots defense are as strong as they have been in the past. I feel like they've lost a few key pieces um, over the couple over the past couple of years, including J.C. Jackson. I mean, they 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 don't have him anymore. Um, so, and that was their best defensive player, mm-hmm. especially in their secondary. So I just I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say Tua goes four zero, and Bill Belichick finally loses four games in a row against the same opponent. Let's just kind of blow through these next couple of things. Um, Trey Lance does make his debut this week against the Bears. Definitely a good team to make your debut with. You could look really really good against the Bears. So um you know hopefully he does because. Jimmy Garoppolo is still a San Francisco 49er. So how is that even possible? I have no idea. But I guess crazier things have happened in this world. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know what was going on with that whole situation because everybody and their mom was expecting him to be traded by week one. And he they're like, oh, no, we'll just restructure his contract and we'll keep him on the roster, you know. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. You weren't even allowed the you weren't even allowing the guy to practice with the team. Like you were like, no, this is Trey Lance's team. You had a press conference beef after the end of last season and said, "We are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo. We have we have had a talk. It is mutual. We are moving on. We hope nothing but but the best for Jimmy. Trey Lance is our guy." And then come the beginning of the regular season, Trey Lance is still the starter. But guess who's sitting on the sideline with the headset? Jimmy Garoppolo. What are we doing? Because <laughs> I, I was really hoping he would be on a different roster. I want to see him take another team to that next level. But I guess no, he's just going to be with the clipboard and headset on the sideline, it, ramping people up. You know, just yeah. I mean, maybe. But like I said, Trey Lance is going to be making the start against the Chicago Bears, and at the end of the day, that is a great team to have your start against. So hopefully he does good. Yeah, and then moving on with uh, Joe Flacco is going to be getting the start with the New York Jets against the Ravens. Yeah. So so he's going to be playing his former team. I think I think this would be the first time he's actually played against the Ravens because he's always sat on the bench with the Jets, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. Joe Flacco was one of those guys that was he he was like the opposite of what Lamar Jackson is to the Ravens to me. <laughs> he was yeah. he was okay in the regular season, but if they made it to the playoffs with Joe Flacco, he he flipped a switch. I don't know what it was with him, but <laughs> it was kind of like an Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. Eli honestly. Manning always kind of had like a, uh, an average year, but man, those playoffs, man, he. He loved that underdog, and he and he he thrived on it. Mm-hmm. He definitely thrived on it. But Wilson, Zach Wilson is going to be the starter. He's just dealing with some injuries right now. Um, so, so speaking of Lamar Jackson, him and the Ravens, they didn't get a contract agreement done by the deadline. So now they're riding into the 2022 season with no extension for Lamar Jackson. Does he stay a Raven? Yeah, I mean. Most likely, yeah, because it, either they're going to get a deal done or they're going to franchise tag him and then get a deal done. But what if Rodgers retires? He walks into free agency. A lot of things have, have to happen for that to happen. But No, he, y'all are riding. Y'all are riding Jordan Love. Go with Jordan Love. You'll be Jordan, fine. Because Jordan, I know another team that is going to want a quarterback probably by the end of next next year and I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, ah, man, Red and Pewter might look really good on him. I don't know. 
I, I think Lamar is going to be electric wherever he goes. That's the thing. He, he's going to be he's going to be Lamar. He, he's he's not going to shy away from who he is and how he plays. So I think he's going to fit into a lot of systems in the NFL. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, but like you said, I don't foresee the Ravens and him not getting a deal done. At the very least, they're going to do a franchise tag on him. Hopefully, get one more year of negotiation underneath their belt. And then he'll probably absolutely break the bank um, and and get a really, really nice paycheck. Um, so, but I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, we thought Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be on a different team this year. And he, did, he did. That did not end up happening. So we don't know what is going on in these billionaire minds, uh, you know, so. Who knows what they're going to do? But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, it should be a good year for the Ravens. Um, I know that you're really high on them. Um, but Joe Flacco, maybe a little bit of a payback against the Ravens. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Probably. But who knows? No. <laughs> that, that, man, that man fell off the biggest cliff known to mankind. I don't know what happened to him. but <laughs> Yeah, well, he, uh, him and Brock Osweiler, I mean, between the two of them, they, they probably are the most overpaid quarterbacks <laughs> to ever play the game of football. <laughs> Yeah, probably because <laughs> after he won that Super Bowl, they gave him a massive paycheck. <laughs> but at least he won a Super Bowl. Brock Osweiler won like what nine games and then got broken off by the Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so I mean, but only time will tell. All I know, Anthony, is that man, we are finally man. I know that I've said it before. But we made it through the drought. Anthony, never give up. All right. That's that's my that's my thing. And that is my word for all of you beautiful listeners that support us. Never give up. Don't allow obstacles to get in your way because we are here. Football season is here. We got church and football on Sundays again. And it is a glorious time, Anthony. <laughs> so let's just enjoy it. Again, we're going to be bringing you guys entertainment on Saturdays and Wednesdays now moving forward for the for the duration of the regular season. So we're excited to bring it with you. We're going to be tailgating. We're going to be going to football games. Oh, it's going to be a good year, man. It is yeah, going to be a good year. I know my, my Packers, they'll be in the Super Bowl. Fine. No, it's going to be good. <laughs> you know, over the over this off season, I I commend your commitment and your delusion <laughs> to the the thought that Aaron Rodgers will actually win more than one playoff game in a row. I commend you for it, <laughs> sir. I commend you on your optimism because I can promise you that that is not going to happen. Time will tell. That's all I can say. Time will tell. Time will always tell. <laughs> And we have stand the test of times. And now enjoy your Sundays, people. Enjoy your Monday nights. Enjoy your Thursday nights. And on Wednesday and Saturday, enjoy us. Because we're going to be bringing you those entertainments. Follow us on our social media. At talk underscore DNA on Twitter. At DNA underscore football talk on Instagram. We just want to engage with you guys. We want to hear what you guys have to say. Our email is open to questions. DNA football talk at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your topics that you want us to talk about. And we will bring 
are stupid opinions that are 90% wrong, but you know what? We're always here to just um, have a little fun. Have a little fun, Anthony. We got to stir the pot a little bit, you know? But, you know, we appreciate everybody for listening. Like David said, follow us on our social medias and just stay engaged through the football season, you know? We like to talk to people about football. That's what we're here to do. We like to talk to people about football. You like to listen to people talk about football. It's a it's a match made in heaven. We will see you guys on Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you then.